What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. Jim, let's start here. I just want to get your thoughts on what you look forward to with the the White Sox season is here. Um, What are you looking forward to the most this upcoming season? Well, I'm looking forward to players getting reps, you know, play, young players like, say, uh, Yohan Makata, Tim Anderson, you're know, trying to pick up where they left off, uh, veterans like uh, Yasmani Grandal and, and Edwin Encarnacion trying to make the most of the White Sox actually, you know, putting their best foot forward in free agency and actually trying to improve the team. It's a little unfortunate that, you know, they let the last past uh, two winters go and and, uh, you know, we had to deal with the full season of, you know, under-armed teams on purpose. And now that they actually load up and are ready to go, I think a lot of White Sox fans are frustrated that this isn't the team uh, that actually gets a chance to show what it can do over a full season. But I think if you can get any kind of rhythm uh, over 60 games, I think that's a representative, a representative enough sample to where you can kind of get an idea of what Rick Hahn was going for. You know, Jim, you and I have spoken in the past about Rick Renneria. I'm not a big fan. I just think that when the White Sox are good, that they'll have a better manager in place. I know he's there now. I'm just wondering, from your standpoint, as you see Rick, Rick Renneria as a manager, is the pressure on or off him in these 60 games? I think it's kind of both. I think a manager's job is going to be way different than it ever will be, has been before and will be going forward, just because they're kind of in charge of so many more things that have nothing to do with baseball. Just, you know, they're ultimately in charge of whether guys are social distancing or, or, you know, keeping their spots on the field or in the cages or, you know, all the improvised practice and preparation areas they have. You know, he's kind of the guy uh, who's overseeing it on the ground. So I think you're going to see a lot of managers, you know, not just him, but, you know, managers across the league who are, just, I guess, general managers, not like Rick Hahn general managers, but just a manager in charge of so many different things, and a lot of which don't have to do with the actual on-field product. So in that case, I wouldn't blame any manager for being distracted or having to adhere to different priorities that don't necessarily have to do anything with you know, the best on-field product that night, but just, just might be the best way to, they think, that can keep guys healthy and, and, and out of danger. So there's that. On the other hand, you know, if they can actually get into a, a rhythm where the safety things are more or less taken care of and they have, um, you know, you're just concentrating on a schedule, you know, if, if by miracle that happens, then I think uh, the pressure is going to be on, you know, you're not just Renteria, but a lot of managers because there are so many different ways to manage this, uh, you know, between pitchers going three to four innings versus five or six and being able to, you know, piggyback starters or have different uh, – matchups uh the way they couldn't over a 162 game season you know there, there are a lot of uh different ways to throw starters at a team there's a lot of ways to um yeah i think when it comes to trying to get guys across the finish line you know you don't have to worry about the long haul so you, know, you could see a lot of guys playing 60 games because that's the best lineup you can put every day um you know, there are a lot of uh it's basically like you know managing september but for the course of a whole season yeah 
Jim Margulis from Sox Machine with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app on the baseball show. So three big things stood out in 2019 for the Sox. It was just great to see Tim Anderson come through and not just be able to hit 335, but just be the American League king, hit king. So that was great. Moncada coming through, slash line at 315, 367, 540. I mean, I loved watching Moncada, especially down the stretch. And then Giolito coming out of nowhere was 3.41 ERA. Out of those three, is there one in particular that you could say, well, they could, you could easily say in these 60 games that you'll be able to see one of these players replicate some similar numbers? Well, I I think uh, with uh, pitchers, you know, given the smaller sample size, given that, uh, you know, they might only make, you know, 11, 12, 13 starts and, you know, over the course of the full season, I can see Giolito putting together a very, Strong 13 starts. Yeah, I think the only reservation I have is his tendency to, uh, you know, have to go on the DL. He had a couple of minor injuries last year, and um, you know he had the chest strain coming into spring training. So it might be the case where he's just, you know, he might need to miss two weeks at a time over the course of a year. But if he can just, uh, you know, go 12 starts in a row and, and call it a season, then he could have a, uh, you know, a pretty nice, uh, you know, set of numbers at the end of the year. Uh, I guess the one guy I'm concerned on the other hand is maybe Moncada just because he is out of the uh, – he, he's not practicing right now for a, a reason that hasn't been disclosed. And, you know, that invites, uh, you know, some kind of uh, conclusion drawing that I don't necessarily feel comfortable doing because this is a whole new world for a bunch of us. But, mm-hmm. you know, right now with him being absent, that's a case where you – know, and, and given his propensity to miss time and get banged up – that's a case where if it isn't, uh, you know, related to the pandemic, then it could just be an injury that – uh, maybe carries him into the uh, uh, the season, and so he's maybe not quite 100 percent for enough of it to where he takes a step back. Um, when we take a look at the Sox against the American League Central, I'm wondering whether or not the Sox could be in that position, kind of like the Twins last year, kind of being able to to have your team together. You know what the Sox did by having Keuchel and Carson and. Incarnacion and having Grandal. These, I mean, these are great pickups for Rickon. Wondering whether or not you think the Sox are ready to do it now or next year, as far as maybe stealing the American League Central while the Indians kind of lay dormant. I think they can steal it this year. I think you can do a lot in sixty games and and overachieve for a uh, a good chunk of the year, or at least enough of the year. I think you know uh, this is the kind of season and the kind of conditions to where you know if you start hot, like say if the White Sox, you know, buy some. Uh, you know, a stroke of luck or genius, you know, start the season like 15 and three or something. And Minnesota starts out, uh, you know, with only six wins over that stretcher, you know, Cleveland has five, you know, if they're looking at their roster and they're thinking, well, we want to keep these guys healthy or, you know, this guy's hurt or this guy's, you know, got a family situation. We're just going to play some young guys, get the depth up, you know, make, uh, make the most of having these games that don't really feel like they count as much as they do in a normal year and get some uh, key prospects, some appearances. And we'll just uh, concentrate on getting the whole uh, you know, team together in 2021. Yeah, I can see that being the case just because, uh, you know, there's just so many considerations we don't know about, you know, uh, uh, not just uh, with the players, but with players' families and, and, and distractions and, and off-field concerns uh, that have nothing to do with, you know, any kind of player's character or just – just, you know, life being incredibly complicated at this point, uh, that, uh, you know, there just might be other considerations for teams to take into account. So if uh, if the White Sox can get hot early or early enough to where they build like a, 
a random, uh, you know, like five or unexpected five or six game lead over a division rival, I can see a division rival, if they look at their uh, players on hand, just say, well, we're not going to push for it. If we somehow get back into it because certain guys get hot, great, but uh, we're just going to concentrate on staying safe and getting some prospects, some reps. You know, that I think uh, the first 20 games could have so much to do with how the season plays out. I tell you what, this is uh, this feels a lot better watching these these young kids. It's not just a bunch of broken parts. Just as a White Sox trying to piecemeal a team together, Jim, it feels a lot better in 2020 moving forward when you have so many guys that are 25, 26, and younger. Uh, Lewis Robert is part of that as well. I'm hearing he's hitting moonshots at guaranteed rate, and he's 22. But that, you know, if for any Sox fan, you got to take solace in the fact that there's a lot of good young parts here. I know that they're suspects versus them being stars, but but at this point in time, pretty good, pretty optimistic. Yeah, I think the, you know, if I were to spin that negatively, which I have a tendency to do based on all the losing, yep. I could see the case. <laughs> I could see, like, you know, uh, you know, you have to allow Luis Robert and Nick Madrigal and whoever the young players are that get chances this year a chance to get acclimated. And so, you know, if Robert comes out striking out 30% of the time and, and chasing a lot of pitches out of the zone, because that's the way he has to learn at the major league level, then you have to allow him to do that. You know, uh, if he happens to be one of the weakest links this year, uh, so be it. You, know, I, I, you just have to let these guys get through the growing pains, and that's one case where you know, having a, a smaller sample size might not quite work out in, uh, in the team's favor. But you know, when I'm watching these videos, I'm watching you know, reading the quotes and just seeing how the players are going about their business, um, you know, I've been generally apprehensive about the league conducting a season just because of safety concerns and just feeling like it's a little inhumane or going to be a little bit dystopian when actually the, the season starts happening and no fans are in the stands and you're getting a different key player ill every day. But, you know, when you watch these players going about their business and wanting to be out there and wanting to get better and play as a team, you know, I think that's the thing that keeps me invested in this just because, uh, you know, they are humans, but, you know, it's not just humans you want to keep safe, but also, you know, you want to keep them, uh, you, you want to see them happy and motivated and just working towards getting better at the thing they've designed their entire lives to do. So that's, I think, what keeps me in, invested in this and, and actually wanting the season to take place just because, uh, you know, there are a lot of guys who, you know, are trying their best to stay safe and healthy and are also just trying their best to get better. And you see, uh, uh, the way uh, Eloy Jimenez interacts with his teammates and just kind of the hype man for everybody. Uh, you, uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm not speaking just for myself that, yeah, I want to see that on the field, in the dugout, in the stands that are taking the places of dugouts even this year, just to see uh, that excitement and joy coming through. Jim, if I go to SoxMachine.com, what would I find? Well, we're going through the uh, schedule uh, that was just released and figuring out what that means. Uh, Josh uh, Nelson went through the uh, leaderboards last year to find out what a 60-game leaderboard looks like. You, you kind of carved it up based on the first uh, 60 games, you know, whether it's because of rust or the last 60 games based on the weather to see who leads what and what it takes to actually lead the league at homers and what it actually takes to uh, uh, you know, have an ERA title and so forth. So uh, the numbers are going to be weird this year, and that's going to be fun. We're going to be looking at the, uh, the strength of schedules, the new projections, and also uh, just kind of speculate on uh, the futures of the ballpark. 
Jim, as always, I appreciate your time. Looking forward to whenever the season starts. And you're, let me just underline one of your major points, and that's talking about players staying healthy. This, this seems like sports in general are tempting fate by trying to push sports out there where you have players at right at the top of our sport. Uh, Mike Trout, not sure whether or not he's comfortable playing. A number of players have already said this on the record. So um, it's about safety first, and, and hopefully mm-hmm. the, the players can be – uh, can be safe because otherwise what's the point of all of this until we can be able to have players safely uh, on and off fields and not dealing with COVID-19. Yeah. I just hope uh, nobody who uh, opts out of the season or asks out for personal reasons is judged because everybody has their own considerations, own priorities, all things uh, you know nobody knows about. And uh, I think that has to be respected. Thank you so much, Jim, as always. Oh, my pleasure. Says Jim Margulis from SoxMachine.com. Go to the website, SoxMachine.com. Check out their podcast as well on the baseball show.